Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be episode 17, and today I'm going to be talking about a film called Another Round. And before I hop into really talking about that, I'm going to be talking about spoilers for this film all the way through. It's available on Hulu without any uh, additional subscription fees, just with the, your base plan. I'm highly recommending you watch it, and especially if you're going to listen to this, uh, I highly recommend you watch it before you listen to it. Of course, if you don't care about spoilers or don't really care about the film, feel free to stick around and listen to the rest of the podcast. This is a Danish film from director Thomas Vinterberg, and it stars Mads Mikkelsen. That's probably the biggest name associated with this film. And I'm going to briefly talk about the the film in in a brief overview, talk about why I want to talk about it, and then we'll get into more of the spoilery um, elements of the film. So it essentially is a film about four teachers who are sort of stuck in their day-to-day life. They're having issues being engaged, uh, really enjoying life, and so they're sort of like just drifting through life, going through their day-to-day motions without really experiencing anything in a genuine sense. And to combat this, one of them suggests to try a a study that being at a certain blood alcohol level, being at a certain level of inebriation, actually lets you function better, actually lets you function as a more complete person and enjoy life as it's meant to be enjoyed. And so they go about this process, and from there, you can imagine things don't go as planned throughout the film. And for me, I think it was really interesting to watch this film because it's looking at a different culture than my American experience, i.e. the the Danish experience, in terms of how it views alcohol, but also just how it views sort of what life is meant to be and how to live a more fulfilled life. Not that those are extremely different on the second part of that from the American experience versus the Danish experience, but there's some differences, at least in my opinion. And to watch this film, and it is an authentic Danish film, the director's Danish, all the actors are Danish, it's entirely in Danish. There's no English spoken. So it's definitely a look into a completely different world. And so because of this, I think it's interesting just on the premise of one being inebriated constantly because that's that that is what they're doing. And this is a constant thing where they're they are at a certain blood alcohol content level from the moment they wake up to I think they, they set some arbitrary timelines and it changes throughout the film. But it's, it's basically all of the waking hours of the day. And so basically taking that concept as well as just sort of how you treat alcohol and how you treat this substance that's giving you the ability to experience life in a more genuine way. How do you go about that productively? How do you go about that in a way that you're not telling the wrong message as a film, right? Because you're you're not wanting people to become alcoholics as a filmmaker. That's not the message you're wanting to send, but you're still talking about this substance and you're wanting to handle it in a very, you know, mature way. And so I think for me, kind of the way I saw this film and the way I sort of approached it was that alcohol obviously represents what what it is in the film you know it is that substance it, it is that sort of thing that you know is a social lubricant it's called that for a reason but within the context of the film it's also sort of the barometer for how much you are engaged in life because they start off at a pretty reasonable level uh, i say reasonable with, again within the context of the entirety of the film 
but where they're they're normal functioning they're not stumbling they're not you know not able to talk sort of stuff like of course they shouldn't be that drunk at school you shouldn't be a teacher <laughs> and be teaching drunk i'm not advocating for that at all but you know they, they could function and then they start off there but over the course of the film they gradually go higher and higher so at first it starts with everyone is at the same blood alcohol content level right they're all at the same level of inebriation at least in a uh sort of like monitor sense right like someone being at a 0.05 blood alcohol content level is not the same person to person and so that's kind of what they realize is that some people have like a higher tolerance and so it's not affecting them as much it's basically non <laughs> a non-factor versus some are having a harder time with just that amount and so what they do go to in terms of like as a group they decide okay instead of everyone being at the same level you do it on a variable way so if you need to have more alcohol you need to be at a higher blood alcohol content level in order to get to your sort of happy equilibrium where you where you are happy and you are living life as to the fullest you should drink more you should get to that level and if you need to cut back even you should do that it's whatever you wherever you need to be and we need to not make it at the same level and so they try that for a while and you know they start to realize hey this is pretty nice being constantly <laughs> drunk all the time because you know you, you don't feel as much <laughs> when you're drunk like that and the, the next step they go to in this process is okay we're going to just get wasted we are going to be as drunk as possible and try to go about this and we're going to see what happens and so they they get really drunk and then they start to see that it's not working as well because when they were a little bit drunk and even at that variable level where maybe they're a little more drunk but not as you know drunk as they could be things were going better in their lives they were being more engaged they found relationships were more genuine they found their work more fulfilling they found all of these things because they they sort of realized that it was just a a way for them to find new life essentially like they they were able to just see things better in in their opinion and and so they start to enjoy life more and that's the reason why they keep upping the amount of alcohol they're intaking because it's it's the mentality of well if a little bit is good a lot must be better and so per their science experiment and i'm gonna you know say that term very loosely science experiment they they go full board they drink a ton constantly that it's it's non-stop drinking and it, it leads to many problems in all of their relationships and again you know it hits that point sort of that you can see coming from a mile away where they have to stop they have to not drink as much and they have to just be they just have to like pr pretty much give up drinking entirely um but one of them doesn't and you you can kind of see throughout the film he he might be the most alcoholic person among them as in he's just drinking so much more than everyone else and it gets to a point where they've all stopped drinking they're not coming to school drunk anymore they're in the middle of a staff meeting and this guy stumbles in just absolutely plastered and you know he gets fired pretty obviously for coming to work that drunk and his friends try to you know help him out set him straight you know say hey you need to cut back we're, we're all doing this too you like you gotta stop we went overboard we need to dial it back and you know he he says yeah okay i agree i, I understand all that kind of stuff but then he doesn't stop. He he drinks more. And what happens like right towards the end of the movie is that he's on a, on his boat with his dog and he falls off because he's so drunk and he drowns and he dies. And so the last couple moments of the film are the funeral and then sort of the um the result of that and having to mourn the loss of a really good friend. And what's super interesting about the ending of the film and the message that it gives is that it, it, it kind of portrays it in almost a more much more
more hopeful way. And so I'm going to have to try to explain the ending of the film and then I'll I'll sort of elaborate on that point. So the end of the film, the three friends, obviously minus the one who passed away, are sitting in, in a restaurant that they were in at the beginning of the film and they're eating and they're actually having a few drinks in, in memory of their friend. It's sort of like this is what he would have wanted sort of thing. Um, outside of the, of the restaurant in the window, you can see the recent uh, high school graduates. I believe it's high school. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure it's high school uh, graduates and they're out celebrating and because it's Denmark, the legal drinking age is 18. They're all having drinks and celebrating and all of that kind of stuff. And the, the teachers actually end up joining them and uh, you, you see them dancing and drinking and having a good time and it, that that's how the film ends is in this celebration. And it's a bit interesting of a turn where, you know, it's pretty much the film is really happy for a lot of time and then it gets dark when, you know, they all drink too much and go overboard and it gets really dark after the, the person dies and it's from there that the film then becomes happy at the very end and to me it, it was an interesting tone of what is the film trying to say about life what is the film trying to say about drinking what is the film trying to say about what we do and I think just sort of in in some discussion with friends and in sort of some self-contemplation since I've seen the film it's been a little less than a week since I've seen it I think really what's interesting is that the film gives a really positive message about living life to the fullest and I I think it does a really good job of that without saying that you need alcohol to do that. And this is why I say alcohol isn't always alcohol in the film. The alcohol represents engagement in life. The alcohol represents how invested you are in what you're doing. How much effort are you putting in? How much intentionality are you putting into life? And so the more alcohol, the more intentionality, the more passion, the more purpose, right? And in, in every aspect of life, this isn't even just work. It's personal relationships. It's romantic relationships. It's whatever. And and so it's, it's interesting by the end of the the film that though they try to you know stop drinking alcohol entirely given what happened given what they did and then given their friend passing they don't actually stop they they don't drink as much as they did before and and the film actually goes out of its way to show you that in that last scene the it's focused on the main character that Mads Mikkelsen plays and it, it, it goes out of its way to show that he's drinking like a singular beer throughout the entire thing he's not downing drinks left and right I think it maybe shows him doing one uh shot and then drinking that beer which, you know, depending on who you are, maybe that sounds like a lot of alcohol, but given the context prior of how much they were drinking in the film, it's not even close. And and so I think what's really, really interesting to me and the, what I picked out of it was that the film's saying there's, there's a certain level of moderation that you need to have in order to kind of find your equilibrium, to find that balance, to find that place where you can function as you need to, where you can be who you want to be, be who you need to be, but at the same time, you're not going over board. You're not completely ruining your life. You're not just, you know, throwing everything else out just to focus on this one pleasurable thing. And it's, it's talking about like how the, the moderation and the, the ability to recognize that too much of a good thing can still be bad. I think is really interesting. And to use alcohol as that medium to be, to use alcohol as that symbol to illustrate that point, I just thought was super fascinating. And I think it's, it's a lesson that a lot of us either need to learn or know and are pretty bad at it because sort of again in the self-reflection and whatnot I just I kind of figure you know I thinking about like okay what's what's that thing in your life what's that thing that you engage with that you can go overboard with but you shouldn't and maybe you should do more to you know stay engaged like that and I think for a lot of people it's multiple things I don't think it's necessarily one thing though it could be but I think the film's point about moderation in you know 
finding that passion, I think it's really helpful because a certain level of moderation allows you to, you know, still have that passion ignited, to still have that level of interest, to still stay engaged, but at the same time to not, you know, go full in on it and then lose yourself completely into that thing. And I think when you find something you're passionate about, you're really likely to do that. And I think you can do it to a point where it's actually harmful to your relationships. Because I think when you have that balance, when I think, I think when you have that sort of, you know, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to stay engaged in this component and I'm, I'm going to do this thing that I'm passionate about and want to do, but not all the time. I think it does help with your relationships because you don't feel like these main characters did at the beginning of the film where they're just so detached from life that they don't even see most of the things that happen. So like in the, our main character of Mads Mikkelsen at the beginning of the film, it shows that his relationship with his wife is basically gone and his relationship with his kids is non-existent. And the way they talk about it was that at one point it was there and it's now gone. Not that that's a new concept or anything, but the film shows that explicitly. And then as the, as he drinks a little bit more and does those first two steps, it really shows that he's more engaged with his wife, with his family. And then as he goes overboard and kind of, you know, lets the alcohol ruin that, he finds out his wife's been cheating on him for years because he wasn't engaged in the first place. And, and the relationship starts to fall apart once that comes out in the air and they're filing for divorce, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the film, when he's seen doing his dancing and a little bit drinking and all of that, it, it, it also goes out its way to show that he's texting his wife and saying, you know, I miss you and I love you and I want to try this again and her willing to do so. And to me, again, that just all falls into place of like, when you strike that balance, you, you remain engaged in the other parts of your life too, because you're not just so deadened. You're not so dull from everything else that you can actually engage. You can actually be there. You can actually do what you need to do. And I think that's a really good message, at least, you know, on, on a sort of, I guess, surface level where it's finding balance in life, finding where you can be passionate and yet still maintain relationships and still maintain what you need to do. I think it's incredible. I think that's something that more of us need to learn. <laughs> I think that's something that more of us need to strive for because I think we fall on one end of the spectrum of the other where we have nothing we're passionate about and so we just drift through life hoping that something happens to us to get us awake to just you know kind of open our eyes or we're on the other end where we're so obsessed with this one thing or many things again variable but we're so obsessed with this that it's the sole focus of our life and it just drowns everything else out that you can't focus on your relationships because that thing is taking precedent and I think most of us go one way or the other because it's how we know how to cope and finding balance is hard. It takes effort. It takes that intentionality. It takes purpose. And I think most of us realize that's what we need. And if you don't, maybe you need to kind of be shooken up with that. You maybe need to be a little bit awakened to that. But understanding that not everything in life is always bad and not everything in life has to be a bad thing, but it can be used for a bad thing if not used correctly, if not used intentionally. And so I think for me, it's, it's a lot of like, okay, so, and if we're trying to find balance, how do we do that? Right. And that's, that's sort of my thought on that. And the, 
the vehicle of alcohol, I think, is so interesting because I know one of the friends I watched this with had a real issue with that because basically the, what he took away was that it's saying that, you know, being drunk all the time is kind of okay. That you shouldn't really let alcohol be a deterrent. You know, you, you should go for it. You should you should let that be such a big part of your life. You should, you know, you shouldn't let someone dying stop you from drinking. And he had a problem with that because he felt like it was glorifying alcohol. And I think this is where it's a little bit interesting of that vehicle choice. And I think part of that is a cultural divide where um, I think in Danish culture, I think alcohol is just much more of a part of their social life. I think it's so much more ingrained in their society. And I'm no expert on Danish culture. This is like a brief kind of me looking up things. So if I'm wrong, then I guess this is a moot point. But I feel like because of that role that the that alcohol plays in society and in how people sort of work, I think as a Danish person, this would probably hit a lot more home to you just because you understand the role that alcohol plays normally, but the role that alcohol plays in this film is different. It's not meant to be the role that alcohol normally plays. And I think it's just a great choice in most respects, just because it, it's something a lot of people understand. And I think the temptation to drink a lot and to be in that inebriated state and to be just sort of almost weightless, a lot of people love that. And obviously a lot of people go overboard with that. And I think other reason it's much more effective than maybe a different vehicle is just because a lot of people, like when they drink alcohol, it, it makes them feel so much more, I guess, like happier. And again, that weightless feeling. And that's so much easier to identify and so much easier to sort of show and for people to relate to than something else because it, alcohol affects people relatively the same way. Of course, exceptions abound, but everyone knows the feeling of drinking like that. Everyone knows the feeling of, you know, I remember when I had maybe a few, two drinks that one time, but like, I felt good. I felt awesome. I felt like I could do anything. And that's what the film's kind of saying is that striking a balance of that feeling, obviously not just with alcohol, but with the things you're passionate about, with the things that you care about. That's the point of what we need to do in life. Striking that balance is how we get everything to work as it's meant to. It's sort of clicking the gears in a place and letting them run. And again, I just don't think a lot of films talk about that. And I think this film did it in a really admirable way. And, you know, using like stories and, you know, again, the vehicle of alcohol and all that, like, I, I just, I think it's, it takes a lot of courage to talk about that subject in a way that it did and to, you know, end the way that it did in giving that kind of message. I think it's powerful. And I think it's, it's something that a lot of films would have a hard time replicating. And I think it's, it's one of those films that regardless of whether you struggle with that or not, it's going to impact you in some way. It's going to leave leave a mark on you in some capacity or another. Um, <clears throat> again, I think it's 100% worth your time. Definitely check it out, especially since it's so easily available on Hulu right now. Just totally worth your time. I kind of want to wrap up here with some, some biblical stuff as I'm prone to do. <laughs> Um, but I think that from a, from a Christian perspective and from a sort of how, how do we as Christians take a look at this kind of film and this kind of subject and broach it, obviously as Christians, we shouldn't be advocating alcohol, um, in, in excess. Um, it's, you know, that's talked about plenty of times in the Bible. I'm not going to rehash that argument here. I don't think it's worth it, but finding that balance in life is something as Christians that I think we also need to, to wrestle with. And for me, I think the added element that this film 
film does not address, but we as Christians need to address, is where does God exist in that balance? Because as Christians, if God doesn't exist in the passionate piece, in that thing, in that subject, in that whatever, if God's not in there, then it doesn't have balance. That's sort of the point. And so I think that as Christians, we need to figure out like, okay, so I'm passionate about this piece and, you know, I've achieved the balance in terms of maintaining relationships and maintaining, you know, effort and time into this thing that I care about. But where does God fall into that? And where does God fall into the priority of that? Because the one thing I took away from the film, again, just related to my faith life is I think this is also about priorities, right? You, you prioritize the things you care about and striking that balance is all about priorities, right? Striking the balance means you care more about the relationships than the, the thing you're passionate about. And that's how it should be. I think, frankly, you should care more about the people you have relationships with than the idea or subject or topic that you are so passionate about. Because maintaining the relationships is what will carry you through the other components, right? But God should also factor in that. And obviously, you know, I'm not saying anything new here, but God should be the number one priority in these things. And so for me, it's okay. So when you're trying to strike balance, when you're trying to find how much of this stuff you can incorporate in your life and then still maintain these other elements in order to have a balanced life, if God's the number one priority, as he should be, then what are you doing to maintain that, right? And in the same way that you're figuring out how to moderate how much time you're putting into these other passions or, you know, within the context of the film, how much you're having to drink in order to maintain relationships, in order to maintain a balanced life, are you doing that with God too? Is God actually falling into that number one priority place? Are you actually making the time to prioritize God in that way? Or is he being left out of that equation? Is he sort of an afterthought? Is it sort of, okay, I'm going to strike this balance so I can maintain relationships with the people I care about. I can do the stuff that I want to do that gives me passion, that gives me drive. And if I have the time, God will, I'll fit him in there. And that's great. It just doesn't work. And as someone who's tried that multiple times, it, it ends up being worse because we talk about relationship with God, but we don't treat it as a relationship. That's the problem. When you're trying to strike balance in life, again, I'm going to use the film to say the film was explicit in saying you need to strike balance with your passion in order to maintain relationships. And I think it's a good message. And obviously there's different factors in there, but we can do the same thing here and include God because God is one of those relationships. And I think that's the part we we are just so inclined to miss or so inclined to just kind of gloss over. And so if you're wanting to be genuine about maintaining that balance, if you're wanting to be genuine about what do I need to do in order to set things correctly to live a fulfilled life in a correct life, God needs to be the focus of that. If you're focused on maintaining that relationship with God and putting in the effort that it requires and putting in the intentionality that it requires, it flourishes. Not from lack of God, but from, you know, addition of you. you you're, you're making it happen because a relationship by default is a two-way street. God's always putting in the effort and you usually aren't. But when you start f- thinking about things in terms of how do I make relationships work within doing these things that I care about and still actually taking the time to do that, when you start putting in real effort to keep that relationship with God, or maybe even start the relationship with God, depending on where you are, that's what changes things. And to me, that's that's where the most interesting part came for me was like the film didn't address that. And I'm because I'm, I want to make that really clear because the film in no way is saying anything about God and the relationship you have. 
have that's not in the film but for me i think that's the most important piece right if you don't have that component none of the rest of it matters you can have the time to do your things you're passionate about you can have the time to invest in your other relationships and that's all well and good and you may think that's leaving you a fulfilled life but if you're not including god to me you're going to be lacking something you're still going to have that hole you're still not going to feel fulfilled maybe you feel better and maybe that's okay for you for now but i think the lack of god is going to catch up at some point and as always these are my opinions and my thoughts and sort of my conceptions and so maybe i'm wrong but i think as a christian that's how god fits into this equation fits into this sort of methodology and the the framework of this kind of film and that's always the challenge for me in watching films is where does god fit into this some it's easier than others right some films are actually you know conceptualized with god in them it's a they're religious films whether explicitly or you know maybe more symbolically or whatever and it's easier to then define god in that but i think in a film like this which is very intentionally non-religious unless you want to count the one scene of the funeral in the church it's i think interesting to figure out where god fits into it because i think god fits into every film some you just have to try harder than others to to figure out where that is and so i enjoy doing that component and i th I think that combined with just this being a, a more unique film than I normally see, I really wanted to talk about it. And so I think that's pretty much where my thoughts end here. Again, really highly recommend you go watch this film. It's again, it's all in Danish. And so if you don't like reading subtitles, maybe that's the deterrent for you. I totally understand that. It's definitely an indie film, I guess I would call just because it's, you know, there's not action. There's not a lot of like, you know, mystery, intrigue, sort of whatever. It's almost a slice of life. It's it's people living life and trying a different thing. And I think it does its, you know, it, its part really well. I think the, the beautiful symbolism of this film is that the the whole point of why they do this experiment is because what the, the psychologist they reference is talking about finding the, the happy medium of living life to where, uh, you know, you're, you're inebriated enough to, to feel different, but you're not inebriated enough to do stupid things and that's the whole you know i guess psychological experiment part of it but that's also the message of the entire film just with different elements inserted and I, I just think it's a really cool you know coming around of that and it's shot wonderfully it's acted wonderfully it's it's a really good film. It's actually up for two Oscars right now. Uh, best Director for Thomas Vinterberg and Best International Film. And I know that's, I'm going to be rooting for this film to at least get one Oscar because it definitely deserves it. And so, um, yeah, definitely check it out if you're if you're interested or if if you're just looking for a good film to watch. It's not terribly long. It's about two hours and it, it justifies its length easily. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, critiques, uh, suggestions for new topics, please send them into being still podcast at gmail.com be happy to answer any questions or receive any comments uh definitely appreciate any feedback thank you for all of you who continue to listen to this podcast and continue to support me i really appreciate it and i'll see you in the next episode